The SSIA is a trade organization that connects social sports leagues. These aren't the professional sports leagues you see on TV. Social sports leagues are the neighborhood leagues that you play in and then go grab a beer after. And while running social sports leagues may seem like it's all fun and games, it's a job that we put our heart and soul into. 1.6 million people play in a social sports league every year. We care immensely about offering the best experience possible for all of our players. Over 200 employees from 60 different social sports leagues are on our way to the annual SSIA conference in Cabo, Mexico. In this podcast series, I'll be talking to industry leaders about the challenges, failures, success, and joy they've experienced in their organization. I'm your host, Sal Ferrugia, and this is the SSIA Travel Companion Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Social Sports Agency. It is the gateway to reach over 2.5 million active lifestyle millennials throughout the country. We provide creative opportunities designed to boost brand awareness, activate strong trial opportunities for you, and deliver measurable results. Whether your campaign involves a digital, social, or experiential element, the Social Sports Agency in over 50 markets is the perfect marketing partner. For more information, contact Chris Hastings. The email would be chris at chicagosocial.com. This is the SSIA Travel Companion Podcast, and today we're talking about the best practices for that brand new player. I don't have the numbers for our industry, but it is said that gyms lose 90%, 9% of their membership each month. Said a different way, a gym that starts off with 100 people will be down to 32 people by the end of the year. So gyms, like members of the SSIA, are constantly on the lookout for that new player and the opportunity that that re- represents represents a chance to turn them into a member of your tribe and turn them into a lifelong player. Today, my guest is Brett Chastain of LXC. Brett, how's it going? Good, how are you doing today? Doing great. Why don't you start by telling everybody a little, a little bit about your club, where you're located, the size, the sports you offer, that type of stuff. Uh, we're located in Louisville, Kentucky in Southern Indiana. Uh, we got Six sports, volleyball, basketball, bowling, softball, flag football, and soccer. Um, did about 9,000 players this year. Uh, events, we are getting back on track in 2022, finally. And um, I'm originally from San Diego, moved out here in 2010 to get this going. And the rest is history. What's the biggest sport that you offer? I know you don't. You didn't say kickball. I know a lot of clubs you kickball. Oh, yeah, we have kickball. Sport. I miss kickball. Oh. Seven. <laughs> Sorry, we do what's have kickball. Bi- what's your biggest? Kick- kickball is our biggest. Oh yeah, kickball is my baby too. That's my that's my favorite sport, and it's uh, our biggest sport as well. And uh, what's your relationship with the club? Uh, the owner. Awesome. The owner Very and cool. And does your club have a certain like vibe or mission or philosophy to it? Are you more competitive, social? Where do you guys? Definitely more social. We're definitely the more of the social club and the competitive um, overall. Uh, we have we have competitive and social divisions, but I'd say eighty percent of all of our leagues are social, still competitive, but not the hardcore. Yeah, I would say I'm pretty. I'm probably the same exact thing as you, and I like doing that because there's just way more social people out there than competitive people. So what we're talking about now is that that brand new player. 
So you have a rookie that joins your league. Everyone gets excited to meet the rookies and find out more about their players. So who is your ideal new player? I would say someone fresh out of college that was the president of their fraternity. <laughs> Just basically <laughs> someone that's a leader um, would be ideal. Obviously, captains are what keep us alive and make our jobs a lot easier. So the younger we get them in, the longer they stay, I've noticed. And um, we definitely try to target right out of college. Yeah, it's, it's as fun as our sports are. Unfortunately, we always lose when – we always lose to the wife or the baby or the husband. You know, they always come first over the sports leagues. I've had some super hardcore players that um, even met their wives in the league or their husbands in the league, but it's tough once they have a family. So that out of college age is a nice age. And are you looking for captains? Are you looking for free agents? Does it matter to you? Like, what do you prefer to see come through those registrations? I mean, captains by far, um, teams, I'd say individuals are about, 10% of our business. So it's still good, but the amount of work that goes into creating a visual individual team versus a, a captain that does all the work, you know, obviously it's a lot easier and usually the teams do better and stay together longer. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like a, a captain, a brand new captain that brings in their team. I found that that's like, it's awesome to have a brand new team always, but sometimes that team always keeps to themselves and they never really gel with the league. They become like, they're, they're kind of set with everything they need already. So they have that full team there. Um, so sometimes it's tough to get them to acclimate with the free agents. Sometimes they come in and they are, they're like, they're looking for everything that we have to offer. Um, but other times a free agent team is just like a complete train wreck right off the bat. And you probably have to go through like 10, free agents to get to that like one really awesome free agent who's going to play with your organization for years and years. I don't know. Have you found that to be the same? Uh, yeah, we definitely have struggled with that. Um, we actually started doing like basically a four part individual, we call it the individual welcome series where they get four emails over four days. And it just kind of starts out with um, the basics of who we are, what, what to expect. And then, you know, go to, here's our Facebook groups. You know, if you're in softball, here's the link to that. Um, it'll show you how to get to the schedule and pretty much just try to give them as much information as possible before week one. So they're coming into week one, not feeling as such an individual and they kind of have an idea of what they're doing. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I, I'm a big email guy also. Our free agents, well, I'm sorry, our rookies and our sophomores, they get a weekly email in addition to their league email about like the, I call it like the insider info. It's like, all right, guys, here's theme week. Theme week's coming up. I know you've never done this before. Here's how you want to like, what you want to do to position yourself to be like successful in theme week. So we reach out to our people via email as well. Now that your club has 9,000 people, like how much are you able to actually get out and see people face to face? And like, it's always, a, it's always nice when the owner can meet the free agents. Free agents get a little kick out of that when they're like, oh, wow, you're the guy that sends the emails. You're that guy. But how often do you get to impart yourself on the new players? Um, ever since COVID, a lot. Because uh, we don't have staff. So I was actually our number one ref every month. 
this year. <laughs> so Congrats probably, on being number one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably at the leagues more than I've ever been, which is actually a good thing getting, you know, back into it sometimes over the years you uh, lose touch with people. So over the last two years, really, I've got back in touch with people a lot more and noticed retention rate has gone up and um, obviously need to do do more of that. But you can't make it to everything. I mean, it's impossible. So just yeah. do your best, yeah. you know. Yeah, for right now, we have 17 leagues running uh, this week. And I wish I could be at all of them. But I've also found that, like, A, I'm, I'm more effective when I'm actually not spending four hours at the bowling alley. I'm probably more effective when I'm spending four hours on the computer doing work that's more um, impactful for the entire league. But it is a total joy to be out there, like, face-to-face and actually meeting people. When you meet a new person... What are some of the questions you want to ask them? Like, what are, what are you trying to investigate or, you know, how do you approach that first time player? Um, just ask where they're from, you know, especially with individual teams, try to get to know them. A lot of people don't know anybody. So even getting to know, you know, the staff person or the ref or, you know, anybody out there and just making people feel comfortable. I think the first week at individual teams, especially if someone's out there from the club, just kind of doing a fresh introduction and making fun of I don't know, nobody knows each other. You know, we try to encourage somebody to become the captain on the team and they, then they can actually take over contact on the back end of our website. They can talk to everybody just like a normal captain. Every time we do that, we've noticed a lot more success than when nobody takes charge and there's no leader. in the group. Um, yeah. That's like those free agent teams. I just can't help but laugh how terrible they are when, like no one wants to step up. And yeah, it's always nice to have a veteran on the team. When I'm meeting new players, I always try to discover like what their reason for playing is. Um, you know, typically people join the league because they want to be competitive. They want to meet people. They want to meet someone special, like a boyfriend or girlfriend. And I think a lot of our clubs are at the size now where they actually can do all these things for different people. So if someone wants to play cornhole, like and only wants to play cornhole, well, we have that. But if someone wants to make friends while there's opportunities for that too. When you meet someone like obviously the goal is to get them to be playing with your organization for a while, but what are some of the other, like if, if we're not, if we're not just tracking that, but what are the other key metrics or things you look for in getting a player to eventually become a lifelong player. Like you mentioned the Facebook group, like joining the Facebook group is probably a good indicator that things are going well. If a player um, attends a tournament or event, that's probably a good indicator that things are going well. So what else are you looking to do and accomplish as part of the bigger goal of getting them to become a a lifelong player? Um, I mean, they have to have a good time. That's the number one. If they lose every game um, and they have no idea how to play kickball by the end of the season, uh, they're not going to want to come back. Something we tried this year is actually taking our veteran, a lot of our veteran guys that are single play five days a week. We actually were putting them on a free agent team. They get to play for free and they're the captain. So they're teaching everybody all season. They're having fun because they already like to be out there and be social. And uh, that went pretty well, actually. We did that in a couple of kickball leagues this fall. And that's something we're going to try to implement across all of the leagues. Yeah, that's so clutch because it's just so disheartening if you're on a free agent team and you just get walloped 30 to zero by a team that's been playing for like eight years and they know all the rules and they know like 
they know how to pull all the best players from their team too. Jeff, and, and we tried something similar to that as, as well. We tried doing something called the core four where you and three friends were allowed to play for free. If you jumped on a free agent team and took over leadership uh, capabilities, but then COVID hit and that took that right off the rails, like right away. But I do think your idea is definitely a winning idea. Um, now, what about mercy rule? Do you have any type of mercy rule in your leagues to prevent those massively embarrassing blowouts that are no fun for either side to win or, or to lose by 20? Yeah, we do. It's called 7-6-5. So if one team gets seven runs one inning, they get six the next, five the next, and then it stays at five for the rest. If the other team scores, it goes back to seven. And then the team behind can score as many runs, obviously, to come back. But that and- seemed to help a lot. Interesting. Yeah, we do something called the eight eight four twelve. It's funny the numbers, right? You do seven six five. We do eight four twelve. If if you're above, if you're winning by eight or more, the other team gets four outs and they get twelve fielders, so they get an advantage. And I say that's they're not gonna win with that, but it's gonna uh, make them more happy happy in the misery of losing because they'll get to kick more and they'll get to have more playing time on the field too. So I think those those um mercy rules are pretty important because you're right. Nobody wants to just like absolutely get crushed. And um, like, that's no fun. Yeah. Did you any... We've, we've been, we've been changing over the years. This the seven, six, five seemed to work the best so far, but always room to improve on that. Yeah. Any type of alternate standings that you do, do you do like a, like a bar scene or bar games, anything that's a little less like a, like competitive head to head? No, but what we do for, for a lot of our leagues is we actually split the tournament up into like two tournaments. Say there's 12 teams, we'll have an upper division and a lower division tournament. If there's 16 teams, we'll do three tournaments and really separate it by standing. So at the end of the day, let's just say a 16-team kickball league, there'll be three champions and everybody feels better. At, you know, everybody was competitive for the most part and didn't get blown out and notice that is a big way to keep people coming back and it costs you a couple more champ prizes and stuff like that but it seems to be well worth it because no one there's they're just as happy to win the you know let's just say the loser division <laughs> you know five teams with one win they're the team that wins they're still pumped posting their pictures <laughs> yeah. you know so it seems to bring them back more it, it's so funny because we started doing the same thing too now we break into divisions whenever we can and then we also like to break into like bracket, we call it bracket championship. So if there's, again, if there's 12 teams, they'll break into brackets. When it comes to bowling, just the way it like works out is oftentimes we have like 20 teams. So the 19th place team is playing the 20th place team for like the, uh, we call it like the, the, I don't know, like the H level bracket because it starts at A, B, C, D. For the time to get to them, they're on the competing for the H, H bracket. And they're like so proud of getting winning the H bracket, but in reality, it's like, dude, you got nineteenth place yeah. out of twenty. But they're so pumped about it. <laughs> Whatever makes them happy. You know? Yeah, it's a great way to turn a a potentially like tough situation into a, a, a tiny win. We also do bar games too and have bar standings in the sports when we can do it. Like soccer is not a bar sport; no one ever goes to the bar after. But for kickball, cornhole, that type of stuff. We have um, even volleyball at times. We have the bar game. So if a team like loses every game, they could still win by becoming a bar champion by like going to the bar and 
playing and winning flip cup, that type of stuff as well too. So we're just trying to create opportunities for people to win because winning I would assume is correlated with happiness in, in sports. It is for most of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you mentioned um, retention and this is something that I'm like, it has eluded me since the beginning of time is how I could track retention in a, in my club, because I don't really have a strong number for that. It's not like college where a student either comes back or they don't come back. Um, you know, we have different sports, different leagues, players. Sometimes they take a season off and they come back later. Do you have any way to track retention or can you sum that up into one number? No, um, I wish we could. I mean, we yeah. can see who's played multiple times versus a single time player. Um, and then we've learned there's people that only play fall kickball. They don't want to play right. spring. They don't play something, you know, they're at the lake all, all summer. So they don't want to play this one league if they're not the person that wants to play five leagues, you know? Um, I think that's the biggest thing that took us a long time to realize it's, you're not necessarily doing something wrong. If a team can't play every single season, if they come back, they come back, you know, obviously you want them to, and that's the player we want, but, Everybody doesn't want to play three for us outdoor three kickball seasons in a row. They want to play kickball, then they want to go play softball, you know, or whatever. And um, we definitely don't have a, I wish there was a, a better, but we have, don't have a good way of doing it, <laughs> good enough way. Well, I, I mean, I think that we're all in the same boat because you said it well that there's so many different ways a player chooses to play. And I, I just equate it to college where for everyone in college, the goal is to graduate by going from a freshman to a senior. But in our sports leagues, players, they go in and out of the leagues and it's like not super easy to track the retention. So if anyone out there has a way to track retention, come find me and Brett at the conference. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to chat with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another area we could talk about is um, that I think people could make really good stuff for their club if they could crack this conundrum too is when you have a brand new team and you have the captain and the captain is not uh gonna come back that team usually falls apart because the captain is a decision maker and they kind of control the mindset of their teammates have you found any way to connect with the people that are team members for the first time because their captain signed them up for the league. For me, I have not cracked this one yet either. And it has been uh, what I'm trying to get to. Um, so we have basically like week five to six, we send out an email like, um, you know, basically, do you want to play next season? We'll go ahead and sign you up. And up until this last year, we just sent it to the captains. And now we send it to every single player. And surprisingly more like a lot of people are coming and basically saying sign us up and they'll be the captain but without their captain telling them they wouldn't even have known there was you know what's going on but including the whole league in the email versus just the captains we've noticed has been helping and it gets them all talking about it basically instead of just the captain leaving it all in the captain go talk with the team all 12 players get the email and now they're all start talking about it on the group text and I've been noticing that's been helping a little bit. How does it work where you actually sign them up then? How, like you reserve a spot for them in the upcoming league? Yeah. So all their information, like their credit card and stuff's on file already. 
So we basically can sign them up for a new season and essentially they go back in and we can charge the deposit again. Um, and then they basically go back in and build their team again and send it all out. It's just basically they don't have to go on the website and go through the process of doing it. It's already in their player page, like in their back end. So basically it takes the work out for them. And I mean, we get a ton of teams that way. Most of our teams are turned that way, essentially. So all you do is send an email, they say yes, and then you charge a card and give them the spot. Yeah, basically you can either charge a deposit, like we don't, we, they don't have to pay until the day of, like have it all due. And the deposit gets charged. If it's a returning team, I'm like a, a no, I'm not even worried about it because they're going to pay it. Um, but, but yeah, basically it, it holds their spot again and you pretty much start the whole process over. They just didn't have to go on the website, go through all the hoops, assign their team up. It's just there ready it, to go. It seems so easy and like so simple. <laughs> It, it, uh, I mean, it works pretty well. Yeah, for sure. Because I people are like, you probably get this a lot too. When it's time to sign up and I give someone the link, they're like, can't I just Venmo you? And I'm like, well, there's like yeah. a process. It creates a team slot for you. But yeah, if we can make it as easy as possible for people to sign up, that's going to be a good a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's, so that's a great tip, Brett. Just like, right? I never, I never <laughs> thought about making it that easy. Why am I making my life harder? Uh, like we're on, we have league labs and it's literally just a button, new registration and signs the whole team up again. I mean, it's very, very easy. That's yeah. That's awesome. Do you, do you do that on site at leagues as well too? Like is the last week, like, Hey, if you want to sign up, just yada, yada. If I'm there, if I'm there or if a, if a ref's there, they'll like, you know, the good refs will tell us, but for the most part, it's I'll send it out week five and then I'll send it out week seven, you know? And then send it a couple of times because it it also will show like missing teams for the new season. So you're not bugging the people that already signed up. It will show you the teams that haven't returned from the prior season. Then you can just focus on them. That's 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 a great revelation. <laughs> I never thought of making it like that 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 easy before. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's probably seventy percent of our team sign up. We sign up that way. That yeah. ones that are already playing. Well, it's a great benefit of being in the SSIA because we're sharing these ideas and I, I could learn from you. You've done all the, uh, the work, the brain work, and now I could just say like, hey, it's a great idea. Um, all right, so conference number 12 for you coming up, right? You've been to all 12? Yep. Yes. Uh, there's probably only a few of you guys left, right? I uh, think there's a good amount. I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah, how many people are at that first conference? Like 20 or something? like 20, 25. Yeah, awesome. A little different. What are you looking forward to most? Um, you know, I pretty much take the conferences. As, you usually get one big takeaway. It's like something we're implementing. Never know what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, I, I say the conferences are like college, where like half the stuff you learn is in a classroom, and the other half of the stuff you learn is from your peers and informal conversations. Oh, definitely. So I'm, I'm super pumped for that. Yeah. I mean, it's a wealth of knowledge there. Yeah. Uh, hey, Brett, I want to thank you for your time. We've done uh, yep. 20, about 23 minutes, and I've been told, I told Chris I'd keep these under half an hour. So, guys, this is uh, some quick tips from Sal and Brett of LXC. I'm LI Kick in Long Island, New York. Brett is LXC Louisville. Come find us in the conference. We'll be there. Looking forward to meeting everybody. Um, Brett, I didn't prepare you for this, but I'll give you the last word. You could take us out.
See you at the conference. I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> All right. See you at the conference. See you guys. Beers on Brett. Thank you guys. Yeah. yeah.